Subtle Beast, everybody. I am your host, Foltz. With me, as always, my brother from another mother and co-host, Mr. Steve Apostolopoulos. How are you, brother? Oh, I'm feeling good, Foltz. How are you, man? I feel good. I mean, me personally, I feel good and I'm healthy, but uh, the world's coming apart, Steve. It is crazy out there. I don't know exactly what's going on. Uh, it, uh, it, it seems to be really up in the air right now. I mean... Let's just address this right off the bat. Um, obviously, we're going to be talking about uh, George Floyd and the uh, protests and or riots, however you uh, want to look at it. And uh, I just want to say right off the bat that the day that that tragic thing happened, when that when that cop killed uh, Mr. Floyd, for like it seemed like for one day that the world united behind it because it was such a disgusting cowardly act carried out by solely or not solely but by that police officer and three other police officers that stood by and watched uh and they were first going to be charged with third degree murder and uh but that's been upped to the the gentleman that killed him it's been it's been up to second degree murder and i don't know what the charges are in the other three but they're all facing charges and uh you know, not to make light of this situation, but I read today that um, that that cop now is on suicide watch, and I was like, "We know how this one's going to play out." You know, but the, the same way Epstein played out, right? Um, but uh, you know, and, and personally, my thoughts on the death of uh, Mr. Floyd is that, uh, from what I understand, is that they knew each other for seventeen plus years, and they had altercations with each other in the past. To me that would classify as premeditated first degree capital murder in my opinion i agree and uh i think that those guys are going to be held accountable um and they're going to be dealt with harshly and and rightfully so um having said that i think that everybody um that was that was outraged and that was able to was uh completely within their rights to go out and protest yes uh where there's been a lot of protesting going on. Uh, there's been some protests recently in major cities relating to COVID lockdown. Right. Um, and, you know, that is that is a citizen's right. It is a citizen's right to protest. 100%. Um, I myself uh, helped uh, organize and participated in ones that I didn't many protests um, down at our Capitol and in, uh, and in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, standing up for a gentleman who had opened up his gym and uh, then got shut down and was getting uh, harsh fines every day. But now he's got a, he's got a great legal team. But um, we were always, we always had an, uh, a certain agenda, which was to be heard that, in, in our opinion, in our view, was that we were being oppressed by our state. They were keeping us locked down for um, some type of political agenda is what it seemed to be because the numbers weren't adding up as far as COVID um, tests versus people that were uh, testing positive for COVID versus people that possibly could have been exposed. They were wrapping all those numbers together and businesses were failing. 
So we took it upon ourselves to organize or and or participate in different rallies throughout our state. Most of them took place on the Capitol. So we made our signs and we brought our equipment to be heard, our speakers, our, our microphones. We invited our senators and we protested and we yelled out what we're looking for what's or what's being or what injustice is being done to us and uh just wanted to be heard but one thing that never took place during our protest was nobody was ever hurt there was no violence a, a peaceful protest is uh, a successful protest yeah and a peaceful protest is your constitutional right and that's exactly what we did However, when we did peaceful protests and a lot of the police officers that uh, lent, uh, lend a hand uh, helping out with, uh, with all the people in the crowd, they were basically, they agreed with us um, and nobody was starting any trouble. However, when the media got a hold of it, they spun it all out of control that, oh, there was people down there with uh, fully automatic weapons. First of all, that's not the case. They did. They were down there with sporting rifles. <clears throat> did they have magazines in them? Yes, they did. But that's also part of their constitutional right under the Second Amendment. And uh, But they spun it and they called us Nazis. And uh, uh, just chat rooms locally were saying, we hope that... Uh, that you all get COVID and you should all sign, have to sign a release form saying that if you get COVID, you're not going to the hospital for treatment saying just horrible things uh, personally. And in general, just hope your family dies. And it's just like, wow. But then this awful event with George Floyd happened and there was gun people were saying that they were going to protest and, Funny enough, or I won't even say funny enough, coincidentally enough, when we heard that there was going to be a protest down in Harrisburg and that it was going to be a peaceful protest, my wife and I were planning on going um, at some point during it. And then it started to really take a turn, and it wasn't anything that we had recognized within the last two months at, at our protests. It seemed like uh, they weren't they didn't have a, they didn't have a, a certain goal in mind. It seemed like they just were going out and just yelling and and started throwing bricks and rocks. Which funny or not? I keep saying funny enough, but if I say it, I don't mean funny. But uh, throughout all these different cities, they're myst uh, mysteriously the night before, the morning of, before these quote unquote peaceful protests were supposed to take place. Pallets of bricks are showing up now. Why is that happening? What? The last thing I thought about before leaving my house for our protest was where's my cardboard sign that I put on a stick? I was never thinking, where's my weapon that I'm going to use today to make my voice heard to correct some injustice by hurting others or destroying property? And that's another thing that I don't understand about what's going on within these own cities. In Minneapolis, yeah, you should be definitely outraged at the police. I mean, th I mean, throughout throughout our country, throughout the years, yeah, police have uh, used a lot of brutality on African Americans, and it is disgusting. And I can I can feel the outrage, uh, and I, I stand with you as far as as far as protesting. But when it turns to destroying your own city and burning down your own city, and then this taking place in other cities, even after the brother of Mr. Floyd came out and said, please stop doing this. If you want to protest peaceful protest, but you're dishonoring my brother's memory by looting and rioting and burning down the cities. 
and and especially in Minneapolis, the the stuff the the businesses that you were trashing and burning down, those people probably stood with you and agree with you, and and wanted to hold those cops even more responsible, even if they could get their own hands on them, and they were destroying the very people that support them. Yes, the destruction is tremendous, and it is happening everywhere. Um, the looting that's going on is the exact opposite of where this started from. It, it's circling right back around. And this isn't anything new. Um, you know, when we were young, we were listening to uh, artists like Ice-T. Uh, he was singing Cop Killer. The, this is, and it's, and it's gone on before that as well. Uh, this is an injustice that needs corrected. And I sure. think that I think that the violence stems from the continuation of this treatment. It, it's something that hasn't been corrected yet. It, it's not. It's still a problem. Yeah, it's it's still a big problem. And Rodney King. Oh yeah, Rodney King in the in the early nineties. Thank goodness somebody from a window had one of those old school VHS recorders and recorded those cops brutally beating that man. And you know what? After that, after that man was assaulted by LAPD, probably on the brink of death, he then stood up and, and said on the news, people within our generation probably know the quote very well, can't we all just get along? And he's absolutely right. Can't we? And me and Steve in pre-show, we were, trying to dis- we were discussing, well, what can be done? Because obviously, um, within these protests slash riots, the continued theme seems to be no justice, no peace. I get that. Now, these police officers that did this horrid act, they are being held account- accounted for, and, and they are going to see justice. Uh, will it be the justice that, that they're looking for? I don't know. I guess that's up to our, uh, that's up to our court systems. But uh, I don't know what more can be done. Uh, I said to Steve, would it, would it hold police officers more accountable if – when they had to go out on patrol, that they had to take a member of their internal affairs with them. Now, I, I know some police officers in my life, and uh, I know that they uh, clash with internal affairs, and sometimes they're looked at as the snitches within the uh, police department. But it, th- they're also cops, and they hold cops accountable. Yeah, they police the police. Correct. So would that be something that a budget increase would be needed to uh, inter- and to hire more people for internal Internal affairs, maybe at for a short period. Uh, I don't know because something needs to be done because there was a lot of uh, uh, one of the uh, protests in New York during the riots. I believe it was New York. It just seemed that ten of the police officers' uh, cams were mistakenly turned off. Now, was that was that an accident? Was that on purpose? Or I mean, it could be for a multitude of reasons. It could be for number one, it could automatically people suspect corruption, okay? Which, obviously, that's my first thought. Number two could be, if you're in a situation where you're going to end up fighting for your life and even the video is going to make you look guilty, uh, I don't know what you do because right now, the local government in the states, like Pennsylvania, New York, um, California, uh, and Minneapolis, that are all these hard acts are happening, uh, Gosh, I even forgot where I was going with it. But they they're not taking funding, right? They're not taking funding, and they're not 
So Trump is saying, we'll give you federal funding. Yeah, we'll give you federal funding. And then in Trump is also offering now regardless of how anybody feels about him i mean we're impartial here but trump's offering uh military service now i know that nobody wants to see troops rolling down the street as a matter of fact because just a few weeks ago we did an episode on martial law and we were like oh it's starting to you know it could go that way but even with the the national guard uh why not accept the help i mean these 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 looters and these these rioters are literally burning down institutions uh the the church that all the presidents since uh what lincoln have gone to or maybe even before him uh across the street from the white house was was torched and in the media trump was slammed more for walking over there and uh standing in front of it with his bible than the fact that the church was burned down but then you, you talk about places that's uh, another uh, institution, Macy's in New York City, where every year the Macy's Day Parade is being held. That was broken into, looted completely. Place, and, you know, in, in some of the high-end stores, Gucci, Louis Vuitton, whether that's your thing or not, it's still an injustice that nothing was being done. These people were almost given free reign of the streets. And they're just they're just running rampant, and and then uh, the governor of New York, Cuomo, comes out and says that the NYPD they're not holding their own, they're not doing enough. But later, then held a private conversation with the chief of police there, apologized for saying that they're not doing enough, and said that they are. And then when Cuomo was asked about apologizing to that man and another, he said, oh, I don't remember that phone call. I don't even know who that gentleman's name is. So they're just lying all over the place. And it seems, again, regardless of where you fall politically, this does seem like it's politically driven. Um, I, I thought COVID-19 was politically driven because the numbers didn't match. And now there's, well, the president of the United States has identified this group as a terrorist group. Uh, what, what is it? Antifa. Antifa. Antifa, right. however you want to pronounce it. Uh, he declared them a, a, a domestic terrorist group. And I think, personally, that these protests possibly could have been held peacefully without the interference of a radical group such as Antifa coming in and delivering bricks on every street corner and or uh, there's videos of uh, of this lady yelling at these people in these cars because they're driving up and they're in the inner cities and they're handing uh, young African-American boys bricks and this lady's going off being like what do you think they're going to do with that brick or you know are you trying to get our uh, you know these kids around here in cars and chased them out and then what two leaders uh self-identified leaders of of antifa in new york they were arrested for throwing molotov cocktails in, in a cop car and setting it on fire now they were quote unquote made an example of because they uh were given uh they had to post bail to get out which it seems like it came out on chris tucker that uh that they were bailed out by somebody from within the obama administration so what's the correlation? What's the connection there? Why would that be? And I don't believe that uh, bail was harsh enough because 500 people in New York were arrested and completely released zero charges, regardless of what they were being arrested for. One man in particular was arrested and released four times for robbing a bank. He robbed a bank during these peaceful protests and was taken to jail, released, because he had to because it, he was protesting. 
Went out, robbed a bank a second time, released, arrested, released, third time, arrested, released, fourth time, arrested, released. What do you think he's going to do now as long as this continues? I mean, has, aside from the, uh, the looting and the burning and the destruction of cities, institutions, churches, has, ha, has it been enough? Have we heard? Do, do we accept that serious changes need to happen or, or change within the police department? I mean, I'm just asking in general. I'm not asking me and Steve. Do we understand it now? Or what, do we have to burn down every, every city in the world? Right. This is the audience participation part. Um, a lot of this stuff, you know, we're asking y- your opinion on. Right. Me and Steve are drawing a line. We, we, we stay neutral. I mean, we're basically journalists uh, delivering information. So, I mean, we're not really taking a side regardless. Or, I mean, we see both sides. But I only see it from the outrage and immediately wanting to assemble, having your right to assemble and protest. But when people's livelihoods and people just the brutality that I saw not taking away from any of the brutality that the police have performed on individuals, but the brutality that I've seen of of elderly that were trying to defend their business in New York city, they were surrounded by a mob and the husband and wife were brutally beaten with a humongous two by four. And for what is that going to, is that going to write the injustice or would just be, protesting for as many days as they have already and just growing in numbers, but just protesting and refusing to go home and refusing curfew. All right, I'm down with that. But I can't I can't get on board with you taking people's livelihoods, taking people's lives. I mean, countless lives have been taken. Police have been shot. A, uh, an African-American cop was shot in New York City. Uh, what What do we do? Well, I think one of the sentiments that's that's occurring across America right now is the polarization or being on the opposite side of something or the other side of the fence, and and it and it happens in so many different ways, um, and it happens from the top down. It seems like you're on that side, I'm on this side, and we're pitted against each other more now than we have been and not just with the political parties now it's it's crossing into race where the political parties were have i think been as far apart as i've ever seen them uh now it seems as if the races are are farther apart than they have been in in my existence it it, it certainly seems that way And and it's such a shame because um hate is something that's taught um, I was raised by teachers, but we were never taught hate. We were only taught inclusiveness and always to look at other people as that's you living a different life. And I've always looked at every race, religion, creed, sexual orientation as an equal because we're all people and we all, we all have rights, uh, regardless of whether you're in the, in the United States or not, you still have human rights, God given rights. Um, but, uh, What's driving it all? And it, it, it seems to be extremely politically driven at this point, because if you have um, uh, radicalist groups coming in and flaming the fire and saying torch the cities and handing out the, uh, the equipment to do so, uh, but the problem seems to be lying 
Now, again, I said it's, it seems to be driven political, but we're not taking a side. But if you look at the statistics online, most of the destruction and the burning and the allowance of this without asking for outside help, you want to blame your police, but then you don't ask for outside help to contain this. It's mostly in blue states, and I'm in one of them. I mean, the state that I'm in right now, our governor, Governor Tom Wolf, he's a disgrace. He's an absolute disgrace. Wall Street Journal has given him an F and said up and up and since William Penn, he is the worst governor or leader that Pennsylvania has ever seen. That's his legacy. Now, let me tell you, to be completely honest, he's a, he, he is a Democrat, but uh, I had said to my wife right before this whole uh, COVID thing, I was like, you know what? I never saw a problem with Wolf. I thought he did a, did an all right job. And then this happened. And he just went power hungry and is either being told to do this by uh, uh, higher people within the political party to drive this agenda to, I think maybe it was to try and cancel uh, uh, some of the primaries maybe. And uh, I'm concerned that this is going to continue to go on and it's always going to go to the next level until November rolls around. Well, there's there is an there is not an issue with that. There has been uh, presidential elections during everything that can be done. There's been presidential elections during the Civil War, I, it, and I totally agree. And 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 I agree that they will go on. But the difference between now and then is different types of cyber attacks or different types. I mean, they they wanted to do mail-in votings for, for the primaries, and, and, and you could either accept that or go to the polls. You couldn't do both. So if you accepted a mail-in, then you couldn't go vote at the poll. But people um, right here in Pennsylvania, they sent me the pictures directly, were receiving two and three uh, ballots to vote and they weren't even in their political party. Now, granted, they contacted whoever's running the elections, and then they hand-delivered them the right ones. But come on. I mean, what if it, what if it was somebody that just didn't know, but just thought they were going to do their civic duty and vote? They weren't aware of you know who's voting, but they're just like, oh, as long as I... And then they end up voting three times for a party that they didn't stand behind in their beliefs. Now, again, I'm going to circle back. If you if you look at the states that are suffering the most from the destruction and the oppression of not, of, not, not only COVID-19, but these riots and burning, they seem to be leaning a little bit more towards the left blue states, either fully encompassed in blue states, or even their mayor or their governor is, and, 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 and local, local authorities are just falling in line with it, which they definitely should not. Uh, I don't know. It, well, they, they don't want to take anything from the administration. Well, that's that's the thing that because then the administration is going to s- turn it around on them and say, "Well, when you had your time of need, we were right there with the the National Guard with uh, funding, and you not that it's tit for tat, and not that you owe me something, but that's the way I believe these leaders are thinking is that they want to stay away from." help from the federal level and they want to internalize at the state level what what it is that they're doing right and and at the destruction of their own cities and their own people it really is at at at, and that's where we get the penalty is you're so politically on the other side of the fence that you're hurting your people yeah they're basically with fingers in your ears just going la 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 and that goes for both sides and it's just like we we have to get beyond blindly following i mean 
it's wrong what's happening here in Pennsylvania. And, uh, and I'm just, I'm referring to Pennsylvania because it's the only state that I can really speak on right now. Cause this is where we live. So, but we're being oppressed. Our governor is a tyrant. He knows that he, at the end of these next two years, he's out. So he doesn't have a chance. So he's just blindly dedicating himself to, in my opinion, what seems to be a little leftist driven to, uh, make this look like, uh, that it was Trump's fault. And, uh, and the reason that I say that is because, like Steve was saying, they're they're declining de- declining federal help um, with uh, the National Guard. But if if I'm Trump, I'm thinking, well, now I'm kind of in a rock, but um, in between a rock and a hard place because they don't want the help. So if their if their if their cities and towns take a complete loss, there's nothing that he can do to say, you know what? I offered. I'm going to hold this governor responsible because then again, then he hurt, would hurt the people by doing that. And then if he would, the these uh, those governors would be the same to be like, we asked Donald Trump for help with rebuilding the city, which they allowed this to happen and didn't accept the help to clear it out and keep it just a peaceful protest. They'll say he's withholding funding from 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 the people. Now all of a sudden it'll be about the people again. Right. It's it's. What it, it the well? It's a hypocrisy. It is a hypocrisy, and I think that there's uh, a, the story that you wanted to tell about the hypocrisy of of Wolf's actions just this week. Yeah. Um, again, uh, we participated and and even uh, um, scheduled and 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 some of our own rallies. And when we would get down to the Capitol, there would always be blockades set up. Now, in the Capitol in Harrisburg, like a lot of them, have big, long steps to go up. There was blockades on every level to the street, which we, you know, we 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 approached the Capitol Police because that'd be the right thing to do. Ask, hey, we're we're having a uh, peaceful protest here today. We have some senators speaking. We'd like to be able to set up a podium and our sound equipment. To you can't move it. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. So we ended up moving them, but we had to wait for one of the senators, a great senator in Pennsylvania, Senator Mastriano, who we're hoping in Pennsylvania to make our go- make us governor, make him governor in the, uh, in the next two years. But we were able to move those blockades. And every time that there was word that there was going to be a peaceful protest down there during the COVID, uh, the blockades were there. And Capitol Police wouldn't let them move unless there was somebody there who was a higher power, like a senator or representative. But... When uh, word got out that uh, there was going to be a quote-unquote peaceful protest at the Harrisburg Capitol uh, in Pennsylvania, well, wouldn't you know it, miraculously, all of the um, all of the blockades were gone. Everything was moved. They had full access up to like the front door of the Capitol, which then they ended up having to back up with uh, police in, in riot gear. Um, but uh, nothing was done about that. Uh, spray painted on the on, on the Capitol, destroying. Uh, you, know, hunt, uh, you know, I don't even know how old that Capitol is down there. But I mean, uh, you know, the Constitution was signed in Pennsylvania. Uh, it's just it's just crazy the hypocrisy. So oh, and also when uh, when uh, our great King of Pennsylvania Wolf, as I like to refer to him. Um, he referred to uh, us commoners when we were peacefully protesting down as cowards and didn't care about other people and, and, and spreading COVID and we didn't have masks on. But wouldn't you know it, when a politically driven opportunity by um, a radical group, um, 
he decided yesterday that he was gonna he was gonna march with them. Now he had every camera in the world. Now yesterday they were protesting against um, the police and in the whole uh, George Floyd murder. But they 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 added an amendment to to it yesterday, which was then against uh, they're they're marching against gun rights. But uh, there was times where uh, King Wolf he didn't have his mask on, and there during the entire time they were not social distancing. They weren't six feet feet apart. So they were in a group larger than twelve people. Yep. Yeah. Oh, geez, there was hundreds just gathered around. But I thought what was a uh, what even took the hypocrisy to the next level was you don't see it in all the pictures, but I was looking for it. Uh, as he's uh, so bravely walking down the street with these demonstrators as they protest uh, for Mr. Floyd. And uh, and I have to say that this, this protest was peaceful, uh, so rightfully so, protesting for Mr. Floyd. But I didn't like they're protesting against Second Amendment rights. Meanwhile, on either side of him, there are uh, two black SUVs with what inside? Armed guards? Well, how can you protest against the Second Amendment with the same time being escorted by armed guards, King Wolf? That I ask you as a, as a commoner here in Pennsylvania, a peasant. May we have some crumbs, some information on uh, what happened when you, when you walked down the steps of Pennsylvania or out of, the, out of the capital? Did that remove coronavirus from Pennsylvania? Did that did that uh, take away all the people, all the genocide that you and your health secretary, uh, Rachel Levine, have committed by allowing COVID nineteen positive, making it mandatory that uh, f- uh, facilities to take care of the elderly, mandatory to take COVID nineteen patients. Meanwhile, our secretary of health, before making that declaration the next day, took her mother out and put her into a, a private suite somewhere in this uh, outside this. Harrisburg in the suburbs uh unbelievable but uh no outcry for that and uh I thought it was amazing today that the same people that were yelling at us uh, you know stay home save lives uh we hope you die we hope your families die we hope you get COVID and then you can't go to the hospital where was the outrage when they saw King Wolf walking down the street at some points without a mask on uh in groups of hundreds, but when it, when it's for a cause that represents his party, well, then there's there, there's no risk of disease, I guess. It seems like uh, he may have been out of bounds on that one. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he was way out of bounds. As a matter of fact, I think my personal opinion is that he should be impeached because he has just. He, his power has gotten out of control. It's gone to his head. He's 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 walked all over our constitutional rights. He's he, he's prevented people um, from going to church, closing churches, saying that they can't worship. I mean, if uh, if anybody in this state or if anybody knows the history about Pennsylvania, when William Penn started the state, <clears throat> he was driven here because of oppression because. <clears throat> He had he decided to not be part of the the religion that his family was, and he decided to be a Quaker. Well, they they kicked him out, and so when he made the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, <clears throat> his first declaration was, "There, either you cannot infringe on uh, religious beliefs, whatever, whatever." King Wolf, and that's William Penn, the founder of our state. But 
you you think other you, you think otherwise you can you can take away people's religious beliefs you can take away their right to work you can say you can't travel outside of the state but what what is that helping with now and then he wanted to extend the lockdown so now he wants to extend the lockdown what does that have to do with mr floyd after you were just out protesting we need to get attention back on uh mr floyd here right right wrong or indifferent of, of how you feel about it steve do you got anything you want to jump in and say before we uh well go on to our next point yeah i mean what's happening in pennsylvania is is terrible but on a national scale um the injustice is also terrible so a 100 percent. and like i said i was only using pa's reference because that's my best reference right now right so I, nationally, uh, my heart goes out to everyone who's out there fighting this fight. We only we talk inclusiveness all the time. We end each podcast with "take care of one another." We do that every time, and and it's a it's not just a sign off. It's not a tagline. It's it's the way that we live. Yeah, we do. Anybody that knows us personally uh, will tell you that we don't have any hate in our heart. And uh, we'll, and we stand up for injustices, and I stand up with the people that that wanted to uh, protest that horrible injustice and that murder of uh, Mr. Floyd, and uh, but I don't stand behind the rioting and the burning of, of of our own cities within our own state, which then is going to in turn take our own tax money to pay for it and the violence and and the violence. I mean, people are now being killed. You you can't right a wrong with another wrong. Right, it's not an eye for an eye, and I imagine that that would be the justice it would take to settle this. You know, uh, George Floyd was murdered basically on camera on a street. Right, I, it would. Take, What's being done behind things that aren't recorded? It would take those cops being, you know, executed on the street to it's to be an equal justice and, and and then they would have to be executed by the people they wouldn't even accept a government official doing it right uh i i just i mean i hope i hope it's coming to a close um i think that uh the world has definitely heard their message whether you believe in it or not and um i mean one thing that has crossed my mind and uh maybe we'll, we'll just leave with uh with this point is uh if you believe that the the rioting and the and the burning is is part of a peaceful protest and that that it, that is within their right then i just have to offer up this one question if these groups like antifa or some of these other groups that are are radicalized what if they start descending on on the suburbs okay but uh, you you're standing behind this uh well uh, we need to get rid of all the guns and and all and, and basically a lot of people's family protection but what would you do if 500,000 people started coming down your street towards your neighborhood what could you do would you would you be against firearms at that point would you wish maybe that you had one now one thing i will come out and say is i'm pro second amendment i think we've made that clear here on the show me and steve hunt and when we have for a long time we had but uh yeah it's a scary thought because I don't even have the correct answer to that question of my own question that I'm that that's why I'm asking everybody what would you do I know that it would be the scariest moment of my life 
because choices are going to need to be made on how to protect my family. And then, again, how is that mob of people coming to my house and whatever I choose to do to them, how is that honoring Mr. Floyd in any way? I don't believe that it would. And I think that regardless of what the mob would do or my response to it, it would it would it, it should be all drowned out by the point that uh it should have just been a peaceful protest and and we demanding rights and demanding change within the police departments of uh the way that they have been treating African Americans for far too long. I mean, I'm on the side of that. I'm on the side of justice. I'm on the side of constitutional rights. I'm not on the side of hurting people. I'm not on the side of hurting innocent people that have nothing to do with it. I'm not on the side of taking away people's livelihoods. I'm not on the side of burning down uh, national institutions. I'm not on the sides of people spray painting the Vietnam War Memorial. I'm not on the sides of people going to uh, the graveyard in Virginia and kicking over all of the all the crosses of our soldiers or taking picking them up and sticking them in the ground upside down. That is disgusting behavior, and that doesn't have anything to do with seeking justice. I think that's all I really have to say. That was well said, Fultz. Well, we knew that we had to address this. Um, oh, and this came from a fan request. Yeah, it definitely was that, that this needed to be addressed. So um, Steve didn't even really think I was in town, <laughs> So, to be completely yeah. honest. So yeah. when uh, when we both had saw that cry for, for it, us it to address It was an emergency this, podcast. Yeah, <laughs> a call for an emergency podcast. So uh, we thank you for, for uh, uh, putting that out there on our Facebook page because uh, we answered you. And uh, Steve was like, well, how are we going to do this? I don't think you're in town. And I was like, oh, I'm in town. I, I haven't left. And uh, so we got together and uh, put this together for y'all just so that you could see where we stand. And, uh, you know, we always kind of draw it right down the line. But, you know... It, in this case, it seems like it's a, it's a difference between right and wrong. And I stand up for what's right, but I don't back what's wrong. And uh, we, we need to remember, like my parents always taught me, look at everybody as you living a life outside of your body. And if we can do that, I think that uh, we can unify. Don't let the, the, don't let the media try and get us into a race war. Don't let the media destroy uh, friendships that some people may have had for years over this thing. I know that I've lost friends personally just over the COVID-19. I'm not going to lose any more people personally to my life because of horrible information, number one, coming from from the big-time media, fake news. And uh, I'm not going to lose anybody close to me because of, of, of radicalism either. I mean, that's domestic terrorism. And in the United States... Uh, we stand against that. We got to protect our country from uh, enemies, foreign and domestic. I mean, I didn't swear an oath to that, but I'm an American, so I would have to stand up for that. And uh, I just want peace and love, and I want everybody to just be able to do what they need to do, and everybody to just get along. But the people that aren't to be held accountable, and and then we move on. We don't forget, but we move on. Right. Get your point across. Don't hurt people. And with that, I'm Fultz. And I'm Steve. And we'll see you next time. Take care of one another. Bye-bye.